podcast. Welcome to Everything You Need to Know About Music, where tonight we are going to overanalyze one song. That song is off of the 1972 album by Stevie Wonder called Talking Book, and the song is Superstition. One of the songs that, for me, is on my top ten songs of all time favorites. It's just an incredible song that taught me so much about how layering inside of a song actually works. This song was off the album Talking Book, which was album number two of the five-album period that he went through from 1971 to 1976, where he created five albums in five years. Music of My Mind, Talking Book, Inner Visions, Fulfilling This's First Finale, and then Songs in the Key of Life. If you get a chance to listen to our podcast on Stevie Wonder, that, that classic period, please do. This particular song from this particular album is just absolutely incredible. The song was originally written for Jeff Beck. For those that don't know who Jeff Beck is, he's one of the greatest guitarists of all time. He actually played with the Yardbirds. Uh, him, Eric Clapton, and Jimmy Page are the three classic guitarists that came out of that group. After the Yardbirds, he started the Jeff Beck group. Uh, Rod Stewart actually was uh, lead vocalist in that group uh, and then kind of went his own way. But he, Jeff Beck at the time was just such an incredible, talented musician that Stevie Wonder was working with him and toured with him and they were just fooling around in the studio one day, and actually Jeff Beck came up with the drum pattern, and Stevie got on the keyboard, specifically the clavinet, and just started messing around and started kind of doodling and came up with the main riff. So we're going to get right into the song, and we're going to actually piece apart, because I happen to have all of the stems from this song, meaning all of the individual isolated tracks of this song, and we're going to go through them step by step by step, really overanalyze what this song is. I know so many people know it, but once you hear it this way, I think you'll never hear it the same way again. So Jeff Beck was originally supposed to record it. His version goes like this. Good. Different more rock and roll, much more guitar. But when Stevie got a hold of it, it was so good and so unique that he said, no, I got to record it. And it became the lead single for Talking Book. So let's start it off. The way that the song starts is just the drums. Now, before we get into that, it's important to note that the drums, by the way, were played by Stevie Wonder himself. In fact, there's only three musicians on the entire track. Stevie Wonder, Trevor Lawrence, who plays the tenor saxophone, and Steve Maddio, who plays the trumpet. Stevie does lead vocals, drums, the Moog bass, and the clavinet. The clavinet is an instrument that's made by a company called Horner, and it's essentially a keyboard that is basically an amplified clavichord. And it sounds very much like a stringed instrument. In fact, when I was younger, I thought that all that stuff in the background was a guitar that was run through a strange amp. But then when I learned more about what, how Stevie really loved to play the clavinet, you can hear what he does. But if you've ever tried to play the clavinet, which I have a keyboard that has a clavinet feature in it, you'll notice you can't 
because there's actually six different layers of clavinet inside of this song. But before we get there, let's talk about the drums and let's see how the song actually opens. He goes with four bars of just him on the drums. Here's how the song opens. And then here comes the clouds. You can hear how that almost sounds a little guitar-like, like he's kind of strucking it. Now listen to how many are in there. Listen to all the different layers. And before we get to the vocal, we're going to pause it right there, and we're going to isolate that just so you can hear it. All right, let me show you some of these clavinet pieces. Here's one of them, how it starts. Heavy fuzz, heavy echo. Here's number two. Heavy, heavy on the treble. No bass on this particular track. Here's another one. The main riff there. Here's another one. Six of these. There's six on top of each other. And then this one. So now you put all of those together and you get this. Pause there because before we get into the horns, I gotta have you hear just what that Moog bass is playing. So there's another type of instrument that Stevie's playing. It's another keyboard, but it's doing what the bass is supposed to do, and that's called the Moog bass, the M-O-O-G. Some pronounce it Moog, some pronounce it Moog, some pronounce it Mog. It's the Moog bass. But listen to what the just that bass pattern does. All right, so now when we go back and you put all of that together, you get. And now you can hear all the pieces. And, and just please indulge me for these over analyzing because it's really important that we understand how good 
of a vocalist Stevie was and how just deep he would get. Listen to his isolated vocal on this. Very superstitious Writings on the wall Very superstitious Letters about to fall Thirteen-month-old baby And then when we put it all together, you get this. Thirteen-month-old here come the horns. Just when you thought that the busy track with all the clavinets and the bass and the drums and the vocal and the background vocals and all of those things pieced together on tape, by the way, that he used, which we'll talk about in a second how he would have to layer these things with tape. But now you think, how, how, how could that busy track with everything that's going on get even more complicated? Where is there any room for more melody? He goes, no, let's have a trumpet and a saxophone do this. And it fits perfectly. Listen to this. Drums. Listen to Stevie's drum roll on this. Listen to this. All right, listen to just listen to just the isolated drum track here. Ugh. And while we're here, before we go any further, we probably should understand just what those horns are doing. Listen to this. All right, listen, they break it down here, watch. good all right now let's go into verse two and he sounds like this now we know all the pieces Listen to his voice on this verse here. Oh, listen to that isolated. Listen to how crisp he is. Wash your face and hands. Rid me of the problems. Do all that you can. Keep me a daydream. Oh my God. Keep me going strong. His phrasing on that is just insane. Listen. Keep me a daydream. Unbelievable. All right, listen. Keep me going strong. You don't want to save me. Oh. 
time. I listen to this bridge. Horns. Oh, we gotta isolate that scream. It's just magic. Listen to this. Oh, okay. Listen. Going into verse three. We take some pieces from verse one, some pieces from verse two, puts them together. As my very good friends know who are on a text string with me, every time this song gets played in my car and I hear 13-month-old baby, I do text it to them so that they know. Right here. One more time on the vocal. 13 month old baby mm, broke the looking glass. Seven years of bad luck. Good things in your past. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. When you believe in things that you don't understand, then you suffer. Unbelievable. All right, now you can hear, if you listen in the background, some of the horns. You can hear it bleeding through. Well, Stevie does his little fills and his screams and his yells. But the reason why you can hear that bleed through is because when you use tape, you have essentially, if they're using four-track tape, you have four different isolated tracks. If you remember the old cassette tapes, you would have a side A and you'd have a side B. And the reason why is because you'd have left channel and right channel on side A, and you'd have left channel and right channel on side B. That's a four-track tape. So if they were using four-track tape, they would basically record, let's say, three different things, up to three different things at once. Let's say the drums and a vocal and a clavinet. Then you would take those three and you'd bounce it to the fourth. So now you have on one track, all three of those things blended together, and thus you have the other three open again. So you could record, let's say, two more, bounce those two plus the three, which is five, to the open one. Now you have the five tracks on the one open, and you have the three open again. So my point is, this has to be keep layering and layering and layering on top of track, on top of track. Nowadays, it's all digital. As long as you have enough memory available, you can make stem after stem after stem and just play them all together. But when you're using tape, you have to rewind the tape, record over it on an empty track, and then if, you, if it works, you keep it. If it doesn't work, you have to do it all over again. And then once you have it where you want it, you could take those tracks, bounce them to an open track. Now you have everything on what's called a master track. And that's just incredibly difficult. So Stevie did it all himself, all six clavinet parts, all the drum parts, all the vocals. Then you've got the horns and all of the harmonies on everything. He's doing all of it.
So let me just go and take you to this outro, and then we'll finish this up. Just so you can see where he goes with this. Here's the original track. Listen to what the horns do. It's all the horn themes that we talked about from the beginning, going back and forth, left pan to right pan. There's the right, left. Some things are in the right, some things are in the left. Listen to him on the drums. And it's one of the funkiest, best grooves ever. it out here's the end of the song let's talk about some of the accolades for that song number one song on the billboard hot 100 uh charts number one on the r&b charts platinum in italy double platinum in the uk rolling stone has ranked it number 74 on their list of 500 greatest songs of all time it was re-ranked number 73 in 2010 and now re-ranked number 12 on that list of 500 greatest songs of all time 2021 at the 16th grammy award stevie won two grammys for writing best rhythm and blues song and performing 2003 rolling stone ranked talking book the album that this song comes from as number 90th on the magazine's 500 greatest albums of all time it was re-ranked number 59 in 2021 so the song, oddly, I find it strange sometimes that these um, rankings change so frequently, but you could see that the song is actually becoming higher rated and more popular as the years go on. So with that, I'm going to say thank you for letting me overanalyze this song, this incredible song by Stevie Wonder. And I hope you hear it a little bit differently and all these layers upon layers upon layers. And with that, I will say thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.